I receive a lot of emails uh, from you guys asking me to talk about graph databases in general. And uh, while I never have worked with a graph database, I know how a database internally work. And I have an idea of the value of a graph database and how you, you can effectively build a graph database, not just an actual graph database, but a use case that uses graph, things like social network, you know, uh, networking in general, electric network, uh, uh, gas pipe, uh, stuff like that, where, where you need uh, nodes to be connected to each other. So in this, uh, in this video, I'd like to kind of give my opinion about graph databases and how you can effectively build one by just understanding the building block of an actual database. We start from there and we build up. Let's jump into it. Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Back Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. And uh, I actually recorded this video in a very crowded place and it sounded well in my ears when I used the AirPods Pro. But when, when I actually posted the video from my phone, it actually, you guys like yelled at me. It, it turned out to be terrible audio-wise, so almost not audible. So here is it again, hopefully clearer. Uh, so... Before we really talk about graph databases, we really need to talk about what is a database. The understanding of really what qualifies as a database is the critical part. A database is a software that persists data to disk and reads data from disk in order to even pull certain information or search for a specific item right from desk and this is what what it boils down to the constraints that the database has to oblige by is the io the fewer the io you make to desk the faster your query becomes and th this is the limitation that we have we run into so like 
if I make an I.O. from this, I get a block of data. And if what I'm looking for is exactly in that block, then I have one. If I find myself looking for one thing and uh, as a side effect, I'm issuing many, many, many IOs through the entire desk to look for this thing, then the, the query will take longer amount of time to finish. This also applies to writing, right? If I write a single value and I wanted to persist that, the amplification as a side effect of what the database does as a system processes as a overhead you know maintenance storage this amplification right you know updating index structures stuff like that the larger the amount of io that my write result to the slower the write becomes okay so if i can write if my write corresponds to a single small thing then i have effectively optimized my writes and this is really what it boils down to when it comes to databases now if we zoom out a little bit and i am in the database itself i can play different kind of games right because I can have to search for something. I not only rely on the actual data stored in disk, but I can build other data structures that help me pinpoint where the data exactly is. And these are called mostly indexes. So the index is just like an actual index, right? You find it in the secretary's office, where if you want to find a company by uh, that that starts with the letter Z, you can jump to the section where the companies are Zs and then search only the Zs, right? Or Zs if you're from the UK, right? So that's effectively why it's optimal to use these external data structures, right? Because it helps you pinpoint, oh, I just only need to search this portion instead of searching these all, all these other things this results when fewer ios fewer ios means faster query and everybody wants faster results obviously like this is the goal once you understand this thing now we need to talk about the storage engine okay and this is where the game is being played where the classic relational databases store things in tables rows and columns that's the classic things and and this was a general purpose design where hey anything you have just stored in a table and what does it mean really a table what does it look like so let's take a, a table called employees and you have uh, an id field and a name field and a salary field and um, and dearth, a date of birth and 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 and, and, and. so you can design a database to store these values in a consequent manner so that every row is just following the other row so i employee id number one his name is hussein and his salary is blah 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 and he was born blah 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 and 
these are just a number of bytes and then the second employee just comes exactly after it employee number two his name is adam blah 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 blah, blah. and then you have a string of bits right so think about this this is called a row store you're storing per row so if i have an io if i do one single io not only i'm gonna get one row but i'm gonna get multiple rows from this single read right and logically if you think about it how can i fit many rows in a single io well you make the rows smaller if your rows have if your table doesn't have many columns right or, it, or it doesn't have like long so if you have values like strings long strings if the database decide to store the string in line by in line i mean in the row itself then the row becomes so large that means if i have a single io i get very few rows because the row cannot fit in a in an entire page this is how databases read things and logical pages so and by the way this is not entirely correct when it comes to strings like postgres for example doesn't really store like if you have like a, a whole document of a single string right it doesn't really store it in line the row it stores it it compresses it in an outside table and then points to it in the row right that's the logical thing right so now if you think about it so this this use case is pretty good if you're like searching you're displaying all the data right hey i want to display all the rows right in, in a in a ui right? so you want to do one io and then the more rows you have the better right and guess what this io is going to give you all the rows the row and all its columns in that particular case because that's how you store it okay so that's how it's optimized to right so some other people decide it's like okay this really sucks for other use cases see when it comes to use cases every time come everything back comes back to use cases so for that particular scenario if you have another use case to like i don't know sum all the salaries then this particular use case is actually not very optimized why because a single io yeah is going to give you x amount of rows but you really just need the salary from the row right so if you do that then you're pulling the id you're pulling the name you're pulling all that stuff unnecessarily and you just need the salary right so people thought about okay what if i actually store the table column first and the column in our databases was burn so we have the row base databases we have the column in our databases or, or column stores they call them where hey store the columns right so it's column by column by column by column so id let's say store the id field store all the rows all the values in the table for this id so id one two three four five six seven, blah, 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 all of them and then store the names hussein adam rec blah, 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 blah. and then store the salaries next to each other salaries thousand two thousand three thousand so 
and now you have a clear pointer of where the columns start so now if you want to do a sum you just go to the exact page where the salaries column start and then do an io and boy this is optimized because a single io will only give you salaries so a single io will give you so much salaries compared to the row store where you a single io will going to give you junk that you don't need and even if you do select start select salaries from a table if it's a row star uh, row, row store then still the io is going to pull everything and then only pull what you asked for there are some optimizations the database does like it doesn't have to hydrate the data structures and stuff like that but still so that's how people think right i know we didn't jump into the graph databases yet but we have row store column store document similar thing like i don't really need to store rows row store column store so they build up their own binary data structure right and this is how they're gonna store the data on disk right so you you optimize the storage engine based on exactly what you want to do and now while i don't know the internals of a graph database like neo4j or or arango db whatever they are called think about logically what is a graph database a graph database is a graph use case is when i have a single node i want to find all its children or all its neighbors right and there are many ways to search for a specific thing in the graph right you can do a breadth first where you say okay node give me all your children right and then for every node give me all your children for every node give me all your children that's a breadth first right that's a way to search and the other approach is the depth first where okay give me your children and go to your child no don't give me the the second child give it go to your child and give me its child and go to your child and give me its child so you're going depth first and then you go back forth and there's pros and cons there is no right way it depends on what you're trying to find and based on that you can think hussein why do i need a new database i can build a graph use case social media using a relational model of course you can of course you can you can definitely do it but will it be optimized for the search because think about it if you want to uh like facebook right i am i want to find all my friends right what, what does that mean all my friends you can store them in a table say okay this is my friend one is a friend of two one is friend of three one is a friend of four one is friend of four or five so you this is how you store it right this is one one way you build a table and then you build a mapping effectively right and then when you do that you can store this even as a column store or a row store but a single io will give you if you think about it repeated stuff right because it's going to give you one and it's going to give you uh, the value and then another one which is you and then the value one three so there is some duplication so you're wasting precious bits 
storing it when you don't really need to. And not only that, by the way, there is the fragmentation that can happen. Because guess what? When when I'm your friend, like one is a friend of two, and one is friend of three, and one is friend of four, right? And then two is friend of five, and two is friend of six, right? Then the data will be stored in a homogenized manner, right? This is how the data is stored. It's not like ordered or anything like that, right? So when you want to find my friends, like all the friends for the ID number one, not only you gonna give you gonna do a read, you're gonna not only you're gonna get your friends, you're gonna get other others' friends because the data is just stored randomly, right? There is no order to the to the actual table. Right? So it's just stored this way. And as a result, you're gonna you're gonna have to you know look through a bunch of stuff that you don't want and that's the cost comes back to the cost you might say i want to i can cluster my table by by the id this way if i cluster by the friend id then if i cluster by id then all the data will be exactly ordered and organized in the disk in that manner that obviously will be costly because inserts will be slightly slower because now I have to find exactly where to insert the data, right? But that's effectively it. You can definitely build it and you can add indexes to optimize the queries. Nothing wrong with that. You can do so many tricks. But the graph databases come into the picture to make that even better. So you can think about the... the uh, the things that you can build with the graph databases, right? You can, you, first of all, you have to build a brand new graph storage so that it is optimized to store graph data. The graph data is usually very, very tiny, right? It's just the, the, the actual node IDs, you can store them in the traversal and you can have the actual data about the nodes, like what is the node name, or I don't know if there is metadata associated with the node, you can put it some other place. So you can put a basic data structure for the for the storage of the graph itself, right? And how how is it stored? And you can put another data structure to store the metadata about the nodes. You know, heavy stuff there, profile picture stuff. And not only that. I can see a lot of optimization that you can do at the indexes structure. Build a brand new index data structure that allows you to do not only breadth first, but also depth first index. So if you're doing depth first, go to this index. If you're doing breadth first, go to this index. And as a result, I can see why graph databases are, are being built. There are many of them. So definitely they are critical. So to summarize, I think it always comes down to your use case. I believe if you really know uh, how the database works internally and what a single IO from disk gives you back, you can really optimize the heck out of every single costly io so that when it comes back it got 
everything you need and you ask it for. So if you ask for uh, the graph traversal, all the values that you got from the disk, you don't really need to do much processing. You are not forced to go back to disk to fetch more blocks to get the data, right? Obviously, most of the queries won't be satisfied with a single I.O. That would be awesome if you can, right? But if, if you can't, then you can do multiple I.O.s, but the, the less I.O.s you do, and the more data you get, all the data that you get is effectively exactly what you need. That is where what you want to build effectively. And that's really all what matters. The algorithms obviously plays a, a, a role at the application side. How do you process the data? But really the, the cost is, is just bring uh, find exactly what I want, right? Without shuffling through millions and millions and millions of disk pages, right? And that's basically what it boils down to, if you think about it. I just wanted to kind of make this video, guys, for you to kind of see how I think effectively, my thinking uh, uh, pattern, if you will, because at the end of the day, when you listen and you hear these new terms, uh, the first feeling we get is is confusion and and really frustration and and, and being lost. It's like, okay, what is this graph data, database thing? But at the end of the day, once you understand how things are built, it's not really magical rocket science. Everything comes down to one and one only thing: optimize the IOs make a, make writes faster for these particular use cases because there won't be a database that solves every single use case right in a, a, a let, let me rephrase that there won't be a single database that solves every single use case in an optimal manner because any database can be solved to do anything will it be optimal is the question that you have to ask yourself sometimes even i wouldn't be surprised that people might have used a graph database to solve a graph use case and that even might have turned out to be bad because the graph databases assumed certain certain use cases that this use case just doesn't cover right so i'll start researching graph databases when i get the time and i'll keep you guys posted about my research thank you so much for listening and watching see you in the next one goodbye